Welcome one and all to episode 14 of Titan Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me as always I have my co-host, James. Hey! And the discussion topic in this month's episode is the most recent chapter, 131, called Rumbling, and we're finally, we're finally here. Uh... <laughs> yes, <laughs> that sound. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> like... Knowing what Attack on Titan has been and what people have kind of loved about Attack on Titan, you know, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah. And to think that he wouldn't show the rumbling in detail as he did is almost foolish. But I, but (laughs) if I'm honest, I didn't think, I didn't think we would get this perspective Mm. of people getting trampled. Uh, at least not not this detailed per se. I mean, but I mean, but it it should have been obvious. It really should have been. Yeah, like I'll, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it should <You> know, have been. <laughs> most other anime, or you know, well, shonen at least, would have somehow saved those people. Like they, yeah. or at least they they wouldn't been pulverized like this. But not not Tagots, not not Isayama. <laughs> like this is you know this is gruesome. This is this is a tragedy. It is, hundred percent. Yeah, that's. I guess that's like my Spark Notes, Wikipedia thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so my initial reaction was that it, the chapter, at least the main bulk of it, you know, the rumbling uh-huh. part of it, it felt just like a nightmare to me. Like it's just oh. like this feeling of just horror and dread, and it's just so awful. Like it, it made me feel kind of similarly, although. Or though exaggerated, but it made me feel a similar, similar feeling as I had uh, when I like the very first time I experienced Attack on Titan in general, which was through episode one of the anime. I remember mm-hmm. after I after I saw episode one of the Attack on Titan anime, I uh, I had to just like sit down, just kind of with my with my head between my knees, kind of just like just kind of process what I had just witnessed, and it's kind of like, oh my god, that was intense as all hell. I loved it, but mm-hmm. oh my god, I need to take a breather. It's like that kind of feeling, although times at least 100 with this chapter here, because it's just yeah, so dreadful, like the scenes we see in it. It's, and I think Isayama choosing to portray it through the eyes of these two boys was also mm. really clever, because he made it like, mm-hmm. at first, early in the chapter, he... He painted it up as if, or, or like he, he gave us, you know, a little bit of what these characters are. He gave them uh, a struggle, like struggles in life mm-hmm. and, and like dreams and all that kind of stuff. And then toward the end of it, he just, you know, everything is crushed, literally and not literally. I you, you, bring, you bring up Ramsey and his brother, like, or mm-hmm. however, however we're supposed to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess this is just going into the discussion already. I so a couple things about Ramsey I think is it's yeah. I found it unexpected that we got his perspective just like I was saying earlier right. but it also is smart in that it it gives us a first you know person's perspective if you will of uh, the you know the horror the, the horror of the rumbling yeah. and um it, it, it I appreciate that new look at it cuz well, for the longest time, we were we you know we were the Eldians, or you know we were looking at this just like oh how are we going to stop this or you know we're in Aaron's per- point of view where he's just you know causing this, yeah. but we, but now we're in or or at least we were in the viewpoint of the people who are you know killed by the rumbling. So it's mm-hmm. it's very sombering but also um, fascinating 
<laughs> yeah. And very, I know, it, and maybe not the right word, but, you know, it, I appreciate that new perspective, even though it's horrifying to think about. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And um, so, kudos, you know, kudos to Isayama's brilliant mind on that one. Yeah. And um, the other thing I want to say is Ramsey, I almost, and this, and, you know, feel free to call me out and say, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But Ramsey, he kind of is a parallel to Aaron. And I know there's been a lot of parallels to Aaron, but in the in the sense that, so he so he's a pit a pickpocketer, right? Yeah. And um, they're in this they're kind of in a slum situation, refu- refugees, but they're stuck in the world that they live in. And in order for, or at least what Ramsey believes, in order for them to get out of that world, he needs to steal money and, you know, gain enough to buy them buy them freedom. Yeah. Um. So in a similar sense, Aaron is going against what is morally correct in order to free his people or at least right. to get freedom. Yeah, so, yeah, dude, so, so there is a bit of a, uh-huh. a, 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 you know, comparison there, although vastly different. And one could argue the moral complexity of, of pickpocketing <laughs> more so than, you know, killing or, you know, mass genocide. Yeah. But <laughs> well, of course. I do think, but I, I do right. see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely interesting. Just, you know, maybe, you know, another, another sign of, someone trying to get gain their freedom you know freedom is a big thing thing in this manga so anyway For just sure. just thought it was interesting yeah yeah definitely definitely and and there's also like I mean, like there's also a point later on in the story where his little brother or at least I'm assuming they're brothers um yeah yeah that's what uh, I assume uh, too. Halil uh, mm-hmm. is like freaking out he's like are we going to get trampled and then and then uh, Ramsey is like he he's very optimistic, and he's like, "No, we're not. We're gonna like get through this in a very like mm-hmm. I, it felt like an Aaron type of way, or at least like younger Aaron, you know, sure. yeah. like yeah. maybe not older Aaron, or you know, th- you know, later in the story or middle of the story, but like early in the story, it, it yeah. gave me that kind of energy, kind of. Yeah, I can see that. Um. So and yeah, and they're saying the the uh, ground is it's crying. I I like that. I like that. That was using, a good using that word for it. It's like yeah, yeah. It's a very good word choice. Yeah, um, and then we see all these birds, and they and the panels zoom in on one of the birds, kind of looking mm-hmm. down at them. And there, there's like yet another one of these things, and there's also this seagull at the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. What are you? What do you think about all that? I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> well, I mean that. So, one my my first thought was the birds are appearing more and more as the more chapters we get. At least yeah. more frequently, mm-hmm. and I don't know if, and I may have said this last podcast about the birds, but I, I think one potential is just more so than any other creature. At least according to Aaron's description of what freedom is, mm-hmm. birds are free. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, they can they can view all the things that Armin mentioned in the book. You know, they don't they're not controlled by anything, and they they have that freedom. So mm-hmm. potentially that is what he's trying to symbolize there. However, there does seem to be like some sort of, I don't know, connection that uh-huh. the birds are having to Aaron's, I don't know, like, I don't know whether it's his mind or his perspective on certain things or I don't know. Like, yeah. like the end of this chapter, 
it just seems so ominous that Armin would be looking at this bird, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, and so I guess, like, one theory I have is, you know, what if somehow he has or or might eventually have a a mental link with the birds but why 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 birds specifically doesn't make yeah doesn't make any sense <laughs> is that is that one of the powers he's he was able to gain from you know combining with Ymir like but why that why that specific power right and does it have anything to do with because you know this is another thought I had was does it have anything to do with Falco getting the 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 form that he did because you know his his titan was created under the you know Aaron's control of Ymir is that why he's kind of bird like oh I, I don't, <laughs> oh there's I another don't know. interesting idea yeah um yeah I so what I've been thinking about this is well it definitely like I agree definitely some kind of connection to Aaron because in the previous chapter like from last month we did see a bunch of these like romb shapes showing past memories from Aaron you know similarly mm-hmm. how we saw you know, in chapter 120, when he entered the path realm for the first time, like right. it was a similar kind of thing. Right. And, and there were some images there that definitely were not seen right through Aaron's eyes. Like mm-hmm. there is one in particular that I, like in regards to the birds and, and all that, mm-hmm. that, that was supposedly seen from the view of the Eagle circulating above Falco, like in chapter mm-hmm. hundred or in chapter ninety one, like the first chapter of the Marley arc, the very very beginning of that, like that's how we see Falco, like, mm-hmm. and and that's like that can't be any other thing but that eagle that Falco is you know reaching out to, uh, and the very beginning of that, mm-hmm. and so how Aaron got that view or that image, it must have been through that bird, and I'm thinking, I mean, def- it's it's something pathsy. You know, mm-hmm. right? Uh, something Patsy, and I think uh, I think it's also something Yumiri. Uh, yeah, if, if, if we're gonna make that a word as well, um, mm-hmm. because well, so another thing that I've been thinking as well regarding this chapter, and I think now we're now that we're talking about these birds, I might as well bring this up. Uh, so later okay. in the chapter, later in the chapter when Ramsey dies, he mm-hmm. sees Ymir mm-hmm. for like, I for like, somehow he he sees Ymir oh, there. Right, right. Um, and I'm thinking that it's possible. Obviously, it's very, very debatable. It's very, still very unclear. But I think one mm-hmm. possibility is that these birds, as well as Emir right there, is just kind of a representation of Emir watching over the world, or or not, mm-hmm. not they're just like just perceiving everything, just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being there. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's one possibility. Like she's just there watching. Yeah. Always, um... you know. I, I, I agree that is definitely a possibility and one that did come to my head. It mm. almost kind of makes her uh, more of a deity figure that, than, than at least I thought she was. I always yeah. envisioned her more of a prisoner of the, you know, whatever the, the spine thing is. You know, a prisoner of the Eldian bloodline um, rather than a deity of sorts. Or deity, I think that's a better way to pronounce it. Deity of sorts. But... Um, I don't know, like, it, it, there's a potential that she has more importance or control in the matter um, than, that we, more so than we know right now, but I, I, I don't think you can argue against the fact that she's not, she's not going to play more of a role 
later on, whether that is, you know, stopping Aaron or, you know, encouraging Aaron to do all this. I mean, mm. we this could be a dark, more dark example where Ymir is actually happy that this is happening because she, she doesn't like this world that she was born into and wants it destroyed. Um, yeah. You know, maybe this is a com- combination of Ymir and Aaron's will. I, I mean... I don't want to necessarily think that's the case, but that's a possibility. Sure. Mm. But, you know, another one could be, you know, she's against this and wants it to stop somehow. So I don't know. Yeah. But I but I think you are right that she is watching at the very least. I, I don't think we could say Ymir is gone. Quite yeah. Yet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think so either. I think it's possible that she's still making the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Because I, I have a hard time, like, because if it's not her, then it would be Zeke. And I don't know. I, I don't think I, it's Zeke. Yeah, I, I also have a hard time thinking Zeke would actually make Titans. I think um. <laughs> by the, it, you know, obviously Aaron's, one of Aaron's reasonings for, you know, fearing, freeing Ymir is, you know, obviously getting rid of the, the Eldian curse. You know, the Titans, I think, eventually. So I think after all this is said and done, they, they're... At least to so it's beneficial for Ymir, so she never so she doesn't have to do this anymore. Somehow mm. that the the past connection is broken, or you know that the whole um, curse of the blood is 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 gone. I don't know how yet, and I'm sure we'll find yeah. out eventually. But I personally <laughs> think that's you know if Ymir is doing this because she or like. Like maybe this isn't a great way to put it, but Aaron's not holding her hostage. But she sa- he says, "Here, I'll free you if you let me do this first. And then after, <laughs> after the rumbling, he frees her. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing out stuff right now. Yeah. Although I would, I don't know how he would have that power. Like, why would he have the power to free her? Well, maybe, maybe right. No, you're right. But maybe the their end goal is not only to rumble the world, but you know, destroy something that, you know, remember, remember how, I don't know if I said this in the podcast, but a long time ago, I mentioned that what if mm. their end goal is, you know, where that, where that, the spine being came from. Right. And they're going yeah. to dis- eventually destroy that. I do remember. I think you did mention it on, on the podcast episode. Yeah. A, a while back. So that, so that <laughs> could be something, I don't know, but it's still, it's still kind of far-fetched. I mean, maybe, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's a possibility. I, I do, I do think so for sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, I guess that would be that would be a way for him to end it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I was very I was very very happy uh, to see so much in depth on Aaron's thoughts yes. about like regarding the rumbling. Me too. Like it was I, I couldn't be happier about about that and seeing just how how torn and 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 the guilty he is or feels mm-hmm. um, about it. I I loved this like. As far as Aaron's uh, mindset goes and his thoughts, and like, I feel like we we truly understand him now. I mean, we kind of did before we knew he 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 felt regret. Probably like we understand that right. we we, under, we understood that, but now we we're seeing it on like it's so so much clearer. And we I feel I feel like mm-hmm. for me anyway, I, I don't I don't have any any questions right now uh, regarding Aaron specifically. Right. And I think I mean that, that, it's a nice feeling because we're kind of back to where we used to be, <laughs> you know, in the first two thirds of the story. Yeah, I, I agree with you that I, I'm very much 
kind of relieved that we see see more conflict in him, mm. whereas in the in the you know previous chapter it felt very you know malicious and yeah you know stubborn and not willing to listen to reason kind of. Mm. Um, but here, but he's obviously thinking about that. He even says at one point it would be better for the Eldians to die with you know, and the Titans just to be destroyed from the from the world. Mm. But of course he can't accept that. I mean, who who can accept like killing not only yourself but your entire people? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, you know, that's it, that's a hard thing to accept. I mean, and you know, you can say, well, you know, it takes great maturity. It's like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That that's almost like giving up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And I do 100% understand Aaron. That doesn't mean I'm rooting for him, but I 100% understand him. It's right. like, it's so, it's really, it, it's, you know, it's, it's easy. I'm going to do a really good villain. I mean, Aaron is the villain at this point, but he's like probably the best villain I've ever seen in any fictional work ever. Yeah. I, I would honestly say so. Yeah, I, it, it's true. I mean, he, I mean, you know, I don't know if I go, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say villain. I'd say antagonist. Well, well okay. maybe is, but maybe he's the protagonist. It's hard. It's <laughs> yeah, hard you to know, say. I think he's the protagonist villain. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. But but I but I agree with you that I I understand his way of thinking, but I don't you know agree with it. Or, yeah, right. You know, condone it. Mm-hmm. I just love how it shows the conflict within him, and the scene with Ramsey uh, getting uh, beaten up by the other people. Yeah. It 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 shows that. While he still realizes he's basically going to be the world's greatest murderer, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he knows that, but he's still the same Aaron inside where he wants to fight for justice and, you know, people's or, or what he believes to be right. And so it's just it's this huge conflict within himself that drives him to tears. Yeah. You know, he, he just doesn't know what to do other than what what he knows what he wants to do you know yeah and and, and he yeah right but i feel that there's still struggle there he's still torn there because he, he knows it's wrong but it, it, it's the only it's the only solution that he knows he can right that he can think of yeah, yeah. and we get um we get the like the first time we ever saw ramsey uh was in chapter 120 when Aaron mm-hmm. first entered paths we saw him in, in one of those rom shapes yeah, and this is the moment we saw like th- that. That's from we finally see the actual moment that that's from when Aaron has mm-hmm. his hands on his shoulders. So I think that's that's nice to finally have have that. Totally, uh, totally. He was he was in. Was he in the the chapter that not only the flashback but the one where well, I guess it was also flashback, but you know, it was kind of from Mikasa and everyone else's point of view and not Aaron's point of view. Uh, um, you mean when, uh, they, when they went went to Marley? With a gang, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, chapter one hundred twenty-three, I think that was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that was Ramsey. I mean, he's like he's there. Yeah, he yeah, looked. Yeah. He looked the same as Ramsey anyway. So I'm pretty sure. It was yeah, Ramsey. I mean, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's what I always assumed. Yeah, yeah. but anyway. I mean, so it's, admittedly, Ramsey and Halil look pretty similar, but I, I learned to distinguish them by their nose. Yeah, it was it was the eyes for me. Oh, I see. <laughs> but but I, but no, I I get it. Yeah. Um. Why do you think Aaron was disappointed? when he learned that humanity lived outside the walls. What's your interpretation on that? When Aaron told, when, or whenever, when Aaron said that. So, my interpretation is complicated. So I, <laughs> when I, when I hear that, I, it sounds almost like a spoiled child. Right? Who's, 
at first it, it does come off like that right and um and the fact that we see Aaron you know during all I mean this is farther in the chapter but I and we don't have to go there now I'm just bringing it up for reference mm. you know the images of the Titans just murdering and, and squashing all these people and yeah. Aaron just like wow this is freedom and it, yeah. it's like the little it's the it's the younger Aaron right and he turns to turns the Armin in the path realm is like right is yeah. freedom great or, or whatever he says yes and so and seeing that it 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 it's almost like he's I don't know if that's the childlike innocence or if it's mm. him being I, I, him, him being a, a, a stubborn brat. I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting that he would choose to keep the younger Aaron self. Of course, it could just be a personification of Armin's image of Aaron at, at the, at the time, or you know, like what, what Aaron is thinking, is the same thing that he would think is when he was a child. <laughs> that makes ah, sense. Ah, ah. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, but um, hmm. so I think I think that is a is a reason why I think he would say disappointed. So basically, just to make sure I understood you right. Like you basically think it's it's Aaron kind of reverting into a childlike state of mind. Um, yeah, like... more more or less. I, hmm. I mean, you know, he's obviously matured, hmm. but I think yeah, I think the disappointment is almost like. I had my expectations and this is not meeting my expectations. Now I'm mad or now I'm grumpy, right. or, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. That's yeah. kind of the, some of the vibe I got. Not, not completely. And not to say that Aaron is being a spoiled brat in this situation. I mean, he's, it's obviously much more complicated than that. And he's thinking mm. about, you know, like I said earlier, well, you know, LDN's dying would be, probably better for the world as a whole but i can't accept that you know that's right that's not freedom yeah anyway so what are your thoughts uh so my thoughts about that why aaron why aaron was disappointed i i don't think you're wrong i think i think your thoughts and mine even though they might they might not be the exact same they could go hand in hand and probably both be equally true uh but Mm. what, what i think about that is that because of what he knows about humanity, like his experiences with humanity, both inside and outside the oh. walls, because of that. Um, so like for Aaron, humans are what make the world a cruel place. And that's like been the theme also from the beginning of the story, like the world's a cruel place. And it's because right. of the humans that live in it. I think it's how Aaron views it, at least at this point. Hmm. Like he's kind of come to that realization that it's the humans that make the world such a cruel place. And I think that seeing that there was just more of the same, more bad, I guess, humans beyond the mm-hmm. walls. I think he was disappointed in it because of that, because he knew that all humans, regardless of where they are, they're the same. And they're, I mean, sure, there are good and bad, but there's also, there's going to be a lot of bad. I, I think it's at least possible. Like, I think it could be part mm-hmm. of his uh, his reasoning there. I, I agree to to a certain extent. Huh. I don't necessarily think it's uh, humans per se that he blames for all the suffering. I think it's more just the situation of the world at large. Like you know, the situation that he was in, you know, within the walls. You know, being mm. imprisoned within the walls and titans outside of it. Oh. Um, I think it was also. I think 
seeing what the world is like, it's 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 kind of like a similar situation where, you know, yeah, the humans that cause it, but you know, it's just that the world, like society, the world is. It's we live in a society. What I was again, that's a joke, but um, I think it's more of like you know the the system that's been in place and maybe that he's disappointed in rather than um, humans as a species. But then again, I guess it does that does boil down to right. humans as a whole. So I don't know, yeah, but but it, I but I do agree with what you're saying that that's uh-huh. definitely something that um, he's disappointed in. Right, and, and he, he technically he doesn't use the word humans; he uses the word humanity. But but yeah, yeah I mean, it is it is. I, I think it works like with society as well. Like it is a a, a man made thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's that could be why he was disappointed. And but also like you said, like he 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 expected just you know nature like and the like probably uninhabited lands you know is what was what he expected since childhood right he and armin were dreaming about the world beyond the walls and they never expected there to be humans there because as far as they knew all of humanity outside the walls were already dead so his expectations were that there wouldn't be any humans there yeah but of course that wasn't the case but but yeah i think that that makes it sounds even worse though you know (laughs) he's like goes and see there's humans it's like Oh, right. I know. What are you doing? <laughs> you got to die. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound worse. I I mean, I do see what you're saying. And maybe, maybe he does. Maybe that is why he's disappointed. But I think I, that I, could be, I think, I, I think, yeah. that's, I don't think that's like the only reason, but I think it could be like mm-hmm. partially it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does make him sound like even worse. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, I just... I personally think it's more that people aren't really free, even though they're outside the wall. Um, yeah. They're still chained down by hatred, by societal norms. Like, yeah, they're, they're chained down by other walls, like not, not literal walls, by, but still yeah, right, like, other, right. Yeah. And I think like even the last, the last very last panel of the chapter kind of makes a, makes a parallel where Armin says something about, mm-hmm. you know, his and Aaron's dreams, and he uses the word walls, but I don't think he uses the word walls there as, like, literal walls, but mm-hmm. more so, like, just the hindrances in the world, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And, yeah, and then and then we have this, uh, well, first of all, there's a lot of very, very, very brutal and tragic panels and pages here showing the rumbling, uh through the eyes of, of Halil and uh, Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, it's just so, oh, yeah. so brutal, so well made too. And like how it flashes back between between Aaron and and these events is, oh my God, so powerful. Incredibly powerful. Truly nightmarish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine uh. this animated. I, I don't know how people are going to take it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. Oh my God, yeah, it's... Uh... Be, but it's, it's it, it, it'll be this when this is animated i think if it you know it obviously was done well which i i, I have hope that they will yeah they, yeah they will <laughs> um this could go down as one of as one of the most tragic but also you know impactful episodes mm. not only in attack on titan but maybe you know ever animated Dude, or yeah. at least in a story told i agree that's how that's how like powerful and you know i guess back of a better word impactful mm-hmm this the the message that this leaves or well message to Kyle like this this imagery right not, right there's not that's not really much there's not much of a message per se 
Yeah, or at least not. At least the message isn't isn't like in focus here, or it's not. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, it's just yeah. These uh, oh my god, oh my god, and just oh like Ramsey's facial facial expression when he's about to get stomped, like his brother like is like dead next to him, and he's oh it's just so, so good, so harsh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it really is. Mm. Oh man, that's so brutal. Like yeah, oof. I'm, I probably shouldn't describe it, but yeah, it's <laughs> if you're watching, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, that whole perspective of seeing Ra- uh, Ramsey's getting just smushed. Yeah. Oof. So, well, and so actually, last month when we talked about things we wanted to see next chapter, one of the things I did say was, "Ooh, I want to see the rumbling." From the point of view of the victims, or something along those oh, lines. Oh, really? I, I said, well, there you I, go. I, I did say that, and I, I got my wish, but oh my god, I did not expect it to be At what this cost? harsh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm incredibly satisfied. It's, it's a wonder, wonderfully made chapter. It's just so yeah, brutal. For sure. Oh, I, I agree. I just want to say, on a more lighthearted note, yeah? do you think it's possible to, to dodge... Some of the some of the Titans, Colossal Titans. I mean, like, you oh know, yeah, sure. There's like, there's, um, what's the word? Uh, rubble everywhere, you know, from the houses, whatnot. But you know, if you're smart enough, mm. you probably uh, or careful enough. Yeah. It's like an extreme, extreme and lucky deadly enough. game of Frogger. And lucky enough, you know, extreme <laughs> deadly game of Frogger. You know, yeah. I mean, dude, it, uh, it could be totally. <laughs> I actually, I actually did think about about that, and there, uh, yeah. there is one page where um like, right where they show some of like, where they've gone and you can right. see some spots where exactly they didn't quite trampled. you can see a couple spots where there's still like walls from the houses standing like there's even a door like on right. one of the facades. but you have to be like, careful though because there you know obviously there was stuff falling true so just like, like just like halil he would get squished but there was an area where there was no buildings around it was just uh-huh. this is blank area nothing had been stomped so right. if you had gotten there you might have been okay. Dude, I think th- th- there's a possibility, but there's like a, it's super, 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 <laughs> it's super slim. slim. Yeah. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to make make fun of the people here, but <laughs> Right, no, no, but I, I totally get it. I, I like it, it the thought definitely crossed my mind as well. <laughs> um and and I, I did we did you want to talk more about Emir here? Um Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think we I think we talked a lot about it. I, I just again, you know, why here? Yeah, it is still why, strange. Why does why does Ramsey see it? Exactly, he's not even Eldian. Right. So it's yeah, it's strange. Uh, I know some people uh, that I talked to uh, were under the impression that these brothers were Eldians, but um, no, they're but they're, they're refugees. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're from from different countries, and like even one proof, like one. Like thing to actually that actually proves that they definitely are Eldians uh, in this chapter is that they uh, they were surprised when they saw the 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 wall titans arriving. Like they clearly right. hadn't received the message that Aaron sent to all Eldians, so they they aren't Eldians. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's strange that he, as a non-Eldian, would see Amir right before he dies. Uh, so I think there's still definitely a lot of questions there that I'm which I'm gl- which which I'm glad, and I I was gonna say this yeah. for later, but uh-huh. I think. This chapter, and and a bit of last chapter, but this chapter kind of proves uh, that I I don't think we can finish it in one 
volume. Like this is not the last volume. I think there's one, I think there's yeah. one more. I ref- I definitely hope you're right about that. I could be wrong, but I think what he's setting up and yeah. the time that he's taking to set it up yes means that there would be another that means there will be another volume. I could be wrong. I'm willing I'm willing to say that I am <laughs> if it happens yeah. or if it doesn't happen, but that's my that's my feeling. Right? That's also something that I've been thinking about up is uh, there were some parts previously like I guess after the paths chapters, a couple chapters there that followed when they were in mm-hmm. Shiganshina and you know dealing with the the chaos there and the titans and all right. like there was the was like those chapters uh some of them at least felt a little bit rushed like okay i guess or i i know there's a lot of people who have like more problem with those chapters than i do like i don't really mm-hmm. have that much of a, tra- a problem with them but um i do see the criticisms that some have uh you know brought up about those chapters that they feel a bit rushed. Hmm. And so because of that, I, I like a lot of fans were under the impression that, oh, Isayama isn't interested in the story anymore. He just wants to finish it and just get done with it. But, oh, please. But, yeah, right. But like, I feel like the, the, the most recent chapter and this one, they definitely prove the opposite of that because I feel like Isayama, has, mm-hmm. he's really taking, taking his time with these, especially these last two chapters. Uh, yeah. It's been very like... I, I'm not going to say slow-paced, but it's been, you know, he's been going at the pace that I think the story needs to be going. And mm-hmm. he's definitely not been rushing it, because honestly, not that much has happened, like, at least in present day, over the past two chapters. I mean, there, you know, the, the Alliance is still on the boat. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, the, not much time has passed. One of my favorite of the recent chapters, uh, 127, the one around the campfire with the Alliance, like, that was also a pretty... I guess, you know, in quotation marks, slow chapter. But, I mean, I loved it right. more it's than most chapter. of the recent ones. Like, uh, <laughs> and and it also, yeah, you know, it, it proves that Isayama is not rushing it, you know, just right. for the sake of rushing it. T- totally agree. And you know what? I actually found the part where, you know, where they fought the Jaegerists at the port, I thought that went by fast. Right. Um, <laughs> compar- compared to, you know, them still... You know, picking up the pieces. You know, after Aaron starts sending the Titans out. Mm, um, mm. You know, oh, yeah. so so that felt fast, and that's when I was like, oh no, like maybe I'm wrong about there being two more volumes. Maybe this next volume is the one. But after <laughs> these two chapters, I yeah. I have a feeling that he's he's got some pretty big um, ideas in store for us. Totally, yeah. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Right. And and I think Ymir is Ymir and the birds are two of those big questions. Um, in mm-hmm. my mind. Besides, I think another one is Mikasa. But anyway. And what, what what questions do you have about Mikasa? Well, just uh, what what role that she could possibly... Because obviously the, mm. the scarf has been brought up multiple times. Right. And in the previous chapter... And, it, and it mostly because of the previous chapter where Zeke and Aaron are talking about that kind of stuff. And yes, it concludes that Aaron lied. But, you know, why did he lie? We don't know from him exactly why he lied so i think eventually i don't know how but eventually there has to be some sort of closure between those two Um, yeah absolutely so that's the thing i'm talking about right yeah like in regards to character development before the story ends yeah for sure for sure yeah it's very it's very interesting it's fun like the moment like in the chapter we finally like truly understand aaron and like what what like that 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 question mark is 
tossed aside. Isayama throws another one at us with Ymir right here. Like, <laughs> there's right. always going to be questions in Attack on Titan. Totally. <laughs> Love it. And, uh, oh, and actually, during, like, all this destruction that we see in these rumbling panels, there is one shot we see uh, right when we start to see uh, Child Eren. There's one panel at the bottom of the page of, like, some of the rumbling, and we see white flowers. Yeah, I yeah I saw that, and I, I thought I honestly had thought he, had set that aside, uh. or like almost like, you know, just stopped using the that symbol or whatever for whatever reason I don't know, but seeing that again I was like, okay maybe maybe there is something to be said <laughs> important with this. Yeah. Yeah, and and like something that I think is just kind of weird with about the white flowers is like I mean sure yeah they've been around for quite a while and like they've mm-hmm. usually been around when there's been titans around or something related to the titans. Mm-hmm. And but however, they are like they're they are different white flowers. Like they they look different. Right. Like a lot of the time yeah. anyway. Um and I think that's just kind of weird, I guess. And actually something that I well, forgot to mention. It's a funny detail. It's a funny detail to add, you know, like yeah. All this all this death and destruction, you know, you never really see any sort of vegetation or anything like that except for these white flowers here. <laughs> right. And in the anime there's uh those uh, blue flowers for some reason, or at least in that in, in the first season. I just I just meant right right here, like. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the in this shot, that, mm-hmm. um, I mean whether they're blue or white or whatever, but just like during this whole destruction, you you just really you don't really see any sort of other flowers or vegetations or anything except mm. randomly right there. Yeah. Don't know if that's like intentional or if he felt like you know what this lady needs some flowers by her head. I think it's intentional that they are seemingly white flowers because that has been such a like mm-hmm. big thing in the in the in the series for for whatever reason um, yeah. and actually something i forgot to mention at the beginning of this discussion when we see like the the purse of money that uh Ramsey and halil have like by the by the base of the tree the way mm-hmm. it's laid on the ground kind of makes it look like a white flower like i guess oh really if, if you stretch it a little bit <laughs> uh or like that that it it got me thinking like ooh I mean obviously it's not a white flower but I think I feel like it kind of resembles a white flower with like how yeah. the, the the edges of the purse can, can go out to the sides like a like did, the petals of a flower. I did think it was kind of strange how he had laid it down. Right, like, like why so would, maybe why that was intentional like that? Uh, for Isayama uh, to make it look like a flower. I don't know. I I don't know. Or maybe maybe I I'm could, just reading way too much into it for no reason. I mean, at all. who knows? I mean. I mean, if if he's trying to make it look like a flower here, then it might be less about like the flowers particularly having story significance, and more about maybe the symbolism that they might have. Mm, mm. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's it just seemed would be strange that if the flower has some sort of story to to tell, if you will, right. why why is a money bag? Yeah, (laughs) you're yeah, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Um, I thought it was a really nice touch to give Child Aaron basically the same clothes that he had when he entered uh paths for the first time together with Zeke. Yeah. Uh, that's very it's very interesting. I was like, I don't. Did he ever wear (laughs) that as a kid? Maybe I don't know. Like, not that I can remember. I mean, maybe I maybe I'm just misremembering, but I don't think so. And it definitely looks like the clothes he wore. With, when he was with uh, Zeke and Pats. 
the only difference that I could uh, pick up on was that the length of his hoodie is um, is it shorter here, mm. not uh, like as a kid, but it was like actually like a long hoodie. Um, yeah, something but, uh, yeah. I want to mention that connects to you know the, the child looking Aaron is yeah his Titan. One, I think we can confirm that his actual self is not in a crystal somewhere. And I think we get maybe later confirmation in a possibly yeah in, in a future panel because mm-hmm. uh, we can see the bottom of his legs and there's nothing there's not no sort of string. Oh wait, do you down mean to anything? Do you mean in, in the paths here or, or or like the child Aaron? No, um, where or... it says ever since I was born, there before my eyes, it's where you see Aaron's Titan form, and then you see all the Titans in front of him. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So you can see his his t- little Titan legs, except I think they're the same height as the Colossal Titans. But still, you yeah. see at the very bottom, you see you see them there, and yeah. you don't really see anywhere where the where his body could be. However, well, the line kind of stops at a certain place. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it could be right there. Yeah, that, that that's what or I was inside, thinking. Inside the skull. Oh, okay. I thought you were thinking oh. it was somehow like in the back or something oh like no that. no no because i think even in in the previous chapter when we saw uh, obviously it was a different angle but when we saw aaron's uh, titan here it to me it, it did look like like the string stopped around there uh mm-hmm. and that, that that is where i kind of imagined aaron's aaron potentially being in a warhammer crystal although i mean obviously i could be wrong about that but it's it is still my my suspicion uh or my okay my speculation <laughs> yeah i, I just uh wanted to bring that bring that up briefly but you know right. i think you're right it could still be a a possibility um but i'll bring mm. that up towards the end again uh but the other thing i want to bring up is the fact that you see like these clouds all around aaron's titan form you know caused by the destruction of the titans yeah and you know whether the steam from the titans or from the destruction right either way it doesn't matter uh-huh. there are you know clouds all around him yes. and then there's clouds all around child aaron Yes. So oh, yes. this is definitely Aaron viewing viewing all this and saying this is freedom mm-hmm. but from his you know while he's watching through his titan. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's very something something creepy about it. Like yeah. You're like I mean like it's it's like his face is so full of joy and and like satisfaction or or you know elation and yet all this destruction. Uh-huh. Yeah. And granted, his face kind of changes afterwards because I think he realizes what's happening, or you know what what it costs to get this freedom. I still think he looks like. Well, like... no, because he look because he's like freedom, and then there's that brief moment where he's kind of like, ah. Uh... Yeah, but like like the the ah uh, face, I think is more like uh like just enjoyment, just kind of like. Oh, I disagree. Or I mean, I don't know. I, I don't feel think like, it's like, a... like him saying freedom, like that face, that's enjoyment. But then the next, the next page where it's right, right above the, you know, the poor people being trampled, you know, you know, the uh face. It, it, <laughs> you know, it it definitely looks like someone who is either lost in thought or, you know, just thinking about thinking about something. But then, mm. but then he just kind of, and maybe maybe it's relief. Uh, which would be sad, but right. I I think it's something along those lines. I don't know. I I like <laughs> to think it's more complicated than that. 
All right, all right. <laughs> Look, but well, so here, here, here's my two cents on on child Aaron here. As long as he is child Aaron, I don't think it is more complicated than that. Uh, what I think about this is it shows that um, you know the present day Aaron, having seen the world and everything in it, you know he he feels guilt for what he's doing. But well, then we have Aaron as a child. He's still so young and and, and ignorant and inexperienced that he he's still able to appreciate and enjoy the freedom uh, that the present day Aaron is creating for the Paradisians. So he's. I, I think it's 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 a coping mechanism for Aaron to kind of revert into a child, sure. his child's you know mental state or or, or you know his that way of thinking, because it's such a burden on his mind. Mm-hmm. The things he's doing, he's he's trying mm-hmm. to escape from that. Well, exactly. That's it. it. It's a burden on his mind, and that's why, like, you know, he has that moment where he that burden kind of comes into his mind because you uh. know you see the death right there, but then he quickly turns aside and he's like. No, we're here at last. This is the site, right, Armin? And you know he's oh, yeah. he's back to his child self. That is that is that is actually yeah, that that's a good way to interpret it too. And so, I mean that that's just how I saw it because I don't see any reason why you know if there's no burden <laughs> on his mind, why would he be exasperated like that? Yeah, and then he's he he brings up this site or that that site is the the the, the thing that he he mentioned to Zeke in chapter 121. After mm-hmm. they were done going through the memories of Grisha, because I think Aaron says something along the lines of, "Oh, but I haven't shown you that site yet," or there's something about that site, in in that chapter that mm. was very like, w- w- "What is that?" Like there was a lot of questions about that, but now he mentions it to to Armin here. This is that site, right, ah. Armin? Uh, and that site presumably is just you know the outside world, the way he and Armin envisioned it as kids it's unpopulated it's mm-hmm. like is that is that potentially what that site is i i feel like that could be it but like it's it's because it's the child Aaron who says it that like that's how it comes off i think maybe or like at least in this chapter it is i think maybe like adult Aaron would be more like that site could be like a different maybe could have a different meaning for adult Aaron, like something more along the lines of it means freedom for for the people of parodies but mm. but as a child it was more like you know we want to be free and see the world and i mean they they already quote unquote knew back then that there was there were no humans outside of the walls mm-hmm. so for there to be wasn't even an option i don't know if i'm, if I'm even making sense right now <laughs> but yeah no that um that makes sense it, it, but you know it all falls along the precept that you know Aaron's idea of freedom is no humans outside of the wall and maybe that's it maybe that is the the messed up ideology or idea that Aaron had as a child um but I don't know It, it it it's hard to say maybe he when he says like this is that site Maybe he's, you know, talking to Armin in a, in a way that everything everything we're doing is correct, like almost justifying it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but that doesn't seem right either. Well, I, I also kind of think that child Armin, or sorry, child Aaron right now, he mm-hmm. doesn't really, like, for child Aaron, 
Like he was born and raised in a society where there were no other people except for the ones living inside the walls. Like that's just how it is. Right. Like no one questioned right. it. Like, you know, it was. It just wasn't in their brain space to imagine that there would be people living outside the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember myself like before the basement reveal in the manga, you know? Oh, of course, yeah. Before that, you know, yeah. as a reader, I was like, I was also the same way everyone, everyone who was living inside the walls, like, yeah, sure, th- of course there's no people living right. outside yeah. of the walls. Everyone's tied by the Titans. That's what we learned. Um, and so I think for child Aaron, the way he's envisioned here, he still, he is still that exact same Aaron. He doesn't understand or he doesn't know what his present day self is doing he's only seeing mm-hmm. the clouds he doesn't see the destruction below the clouds or below mm-hmm. the smoke i i i don't think he understands that he is like w- what his w- what he's doing i guess mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like when he says oh that sight like freedom this is amazing like i don't think he's saying oh all these people dying that's amazing i think it's just we're here armin like this oh, is course. this is the outside world this is the site mm-hmm. that that's awesome, right? I think that's more. This, yeah, this is this is that site we had always dreamed of. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think like, and I don't think it's necessarily that there's no people per se, mm. um, but more so that. Well, maybe there's tie. Maybe that does tie into people because like, he's you know he sees the site and he's above the clouds. He doesn't see the destruction that's happening, or at least you know the child, Aaron doesn't yeah. see the destruction happening or chooses to ignore that, mm-hmm. and. Um, he just sees the open sky, blue skies, and and you know the clouds from miles away. Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh, this is what freedom is, right? Mm-hmm. And this is that sight we we longed for. Um. So I don't know. Uh, it I it's interesting. I don't know, like, if it's gonna, what what sort of significance it will play, or you know, if this is like, a sign that Aaron's not right in the head. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It remains to be seen. <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, and so we see Armin briefly, for a brief moment, in paths with Child Aaron here. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? And, and actually, I, just want to add one more thing. Another thing, it's not just in, in the paths realm, it's also like right by the coordinate. Mm-hmm. And so, like, because when we saw Ymir and Zeke in paths, which was before we saw Aaron and Zeke there together, um, they were nowhere near the coordinate, like the the tree, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just elsewhere. You could see like the branches of the coordinate, like far in the mm-hmm. distance, but you you they weren't actually there. But now we see Aaron, or now we see Armin with Aaron here, right by the coordinate. I don't know if there's any significance to that specifically. I don't know. What, what do you think? Hmm. Um. I'm not quite sure. It could be the fact that Aaron has control over Ymir, that when he thinks about a person. Like he, like he supposedly does here. Mm. Um, yeah. That a connection is is happens or something like you know they, maybe they connect. Yeah. So maybe you know maybe mentally, Aaron kind of reached out to Armin you know, as he was doing this. It's like, right. Armin, this is the site. This is it. I did it. I got it. You know, I <laughs> yeah. I got the thing that we dreamed of. Oh my um, god. And, and maybe and maybe for a brief second, they connect. Mm. But uh, other than that, I, I I have no idea. I don't think it has anything to do with Armin per se, Armin specifically. Right. I don't think he has that sort of power. Um, but who knows? Maybe 
Instagram has a, something up his sleeves. <laughs> no, but I, I actually, I really liked your, like, the first things that you said, like, Aaron just kind of, or at least I, I feel like it makes sense for, like, when he's in, when, when he is child Aaron, for him to mm-hmm. just kind of subconsciously reach out to Armin over paths like that. Because we know that Aaron, at this point in the story, has the, the power to communicate with other Eldians through paths. So mm-hmm. I think it makes sense for him to, like, especially when he's in this child state of mind, uh, to just do that kind of accidentally or unintentionally, uh, mm-hmm. especially when he is, as you said, like when he's thinking about Armin and their shared dreams they had. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that a lot. I think that's I think that's definitely a good possibility. Another possibility could be that this is more happening in Armin's mind. Now, I don't know why he, they would be near the coordinate, but either way, like it, it could be happening in Armin's mind and... Hmm. Potentially, he's just he's seeing Aaron as a child, fulfilling the promise that they made. So uh, maybe it's not really. It's not actually happening. Well, I mean, I well, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe the connection is not actually happening, uh. or it could be. I don't know, but um, <laughs> and not to say that this whole child Aaron thing is not actually happening although like is it actually happening it's hard <laughs> because obviously he's not a child anymore well, yeah yeah this is just absolutely. the personification of his thoughts that linger from his childhood like his childhood dreams yeah yeah um so i know it's 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 very very interesting to talk about i, I will say that anyway, De- definitely yeah I, no, I you asked the question i started <laughs> thinking okay dude, dude i applaud you <laughs> it's what i wanted <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think it's I I think it's interesting how this like what this could lead into like is there going to be more connections with Aaron or like interactions mm. with Aaron through the paths? Uh, that could be interesting. Potentially, like is this just Isiama teasing at the possibility of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because we all know that Armin wants to solve this whole thing by talking to Aaron, so maybe he's gonna gonna do that later in the story in a similar way right. that, that's happening right now right. or that happened for it, a brief it, moment here. I mean, for all we know, it could be the only way. Right, exactly. So, and especially considering the state Aaron is in right now, I guess before we move on to the Armin and Annie scene, we could talk Ooh. a little bit about the very last page. Oh, um, okay. Since sure. I guess my thoughts went there now. Uh, sure, considering fine. Considering the state Aaron is in, we see, you know, he he's still... his. His head and body are still connected by that uh, spine that Ymir created. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he, he's still... I was wondering why it was like that. Oh, why yeah. didn't I think of that? Uh-huh. Yeah, because obviously his head got blown off. Yes, exactly. So, oh. like, his head and body still haven't been, like, fully reconnected uh, in the real world. And Interesting. I, th- yeah, that was very, very interesting to see that. Because uh, I think, well... I think a lot of us, or at least I, just kind of expected that 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 spine thing that went out between his body and his head just kind of pulled them together, sort of, mm-hmm. and, and like reattached his body that way. But it seems it didn't. It just or, or, oh, I don't know. I just I, for some reason I thought like the body would grow, or I, I just thought he I thought ah. he had to be attached to body. I don't I don't know what I thought. Okay, okay, I see. Well, <laughs> regardless, uh, we now know that his head is definitely not, not attached to any well it's it but, is attached so but is it's the like, body still still I, there and i guess you could say it's in the crystal the warhammer crystal is 
Yeah, but it's interesting. I don't know. I think I think this is within the crystal right now. Uh, it could be okay. a like because the the things we see going out from his head, they look like Titan hardening things to me. Mm. Uh, they look stringy. Like, they 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 do kind of look a little stringy. I guess Ugh, it's hard to know for sure. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to my belief that he's in the crystal. It is weird okay. though, like because that neck of his now uh it is mm -hmm. rather long um and and, and I, I think i don't know i don't think this is in the crystal because you kind of see fleshy stuff where the the spine or the neck whatever goes and like it's going out of the flesh yeah whatever that like. is yeah you're right i mean it, it looks like flesh to me but i could be wrong right it's something i, I, I mean anyway. this looks like you know typical inside of a titan um except for the you know the things on his head yeah, it makes me wonder where he actually is right now. Like, if he's not inside of a crystal on the back of his Titan, then where is he? Because his Titan, like, other than the actual, only, like, only the head is, like, flesh. Mm -hmm. So he can't really reside anywhere other than there. The head. I guess that's a possibility. Uh, but I guess that would be where he is if he's not in a crystal yeah, it's gotta be. Maybe maybe there's also a <laughs> a neck region that has flesh, but I don't remember seeing one. I'm pretty sure it was just the just the head. Oh yeah. You make you bring a good point. The the most likely place would just be the head, but you know, obviously we've never seen that before. But who's to say? So. I mean, yeah, it's. Tr I mean, ECM definitely could could you know bring in new stuff with us, especially with the Titan like this one, which is already very very different from anything right. we've seen before. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's agreed. Like n anything can anything can happen. Like I guess. One thing before we go into the Annie and Armin, yes, um, th section is, I I just I just wanted to bring up one kind of. Interesting comparison. Have you ever seen the a show or you know a movie, an anime or anything? They'll have the villain, and while the town that they have commanded to be destroyed is being destroyed, the villain is up in the top tower, and he designed here he designed the whole thing to be destroyed, and he's pretending to conduct the destruction as if he's the conductor in a choir, you know, or or a symphony. He has, Ah. And he's like wave. He's like waving his arms <laughs> as the construction goes on. Okay. Okay. Actually, I I think I I feel like that might be somewhat of an anime trope, or at least yeah, could, to a degree. It could be. I I don't know. But the reason why I bring that up is because seeing, and I know he's not waving his arms like a orc, you know, like like a conductor or whatever they call the person leads the mm. um, band, but he. The way he's like, arms open, you know, joyous face, <laughs> and then all the destruction is happening around around him or you know below him. Yeah. Uh, it kind of it kind of gave me that sort of vibe. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> where, you know, it's like the villain, his his master plan is being fulfilled, and it's it's beautiful, you know. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> now I don't think that's a perfect, uh, comparison. I'm, I don't know, but. Uh, I think it was just a funny thing that it reminded me of. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> yeah, we like in a chapter like this, we have to find a couple things to make us laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Even if it's a little disturbing. <laughs> Even yeah. <laughs> but hey, I think I think it's okay to just laugh at 
disturbing. All right, so into the scene that's probably one of the most precious and sweetest scenes I've ever seen. Uh, or, I don't know. It, it's, it's up there in Attack on Titan anyway. Super, super sweet. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's some, it's some good stuff. I, I, I thought it, I, I wanted more. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, dude, know, I, totally. I love it. And, you know, I just, it was like, oh, so, it's, it's so short. No, don't stop yet. <laughs> I felt the same way. And I'm not even that big of a shipper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, there, it's no coincidence that they're on a ship right now. Just saying. <laughs> the ship is sailing. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Uh, but it was just such a such a sweet moment between these two characters, and yeah. I thought I thought it was needed. Like they they have obviously talked, you know, a lot before. Like e- even honestly, even before Annie was like confirmed villain, uh, mm-hmm. like there there were nice interactions between these two characters, and like things mm-hmm. that they're they're kind of calling back at here especially when annie is referring to armin as a you know a good person right uh, and like th- those types of things it's it's a very nice they have a very nice history these two characters and i think it's just really nice to see them talk mm-hmm. one-on-one here it's something i wanted like ever since annie woke up from the crystal several right. chapters ago now totally. i wanted i wanted something like this and we were finally getting it yeah i i did not expect it would be here um, yeah <laughs> you know I, I mean, I didn't expect that he'd still be on the boat. I thought they had gotten to Odiha by now. But I guess it shows the, the kind of pace that um, Isayama is going for. And I mm. totally appreciate it. And glad we are getting this one-on-one time between them. And, and uh-huh. it, not only is it, I guess you could say closure, but it also, it's kind of it emphasizes both their, their characters a little more. You know, what Annie's thinking, what, how she, the way she views herself. And the way Armin yeah. views himself. Um, totally. So yeah. Anyway, um, I guess we can get more in detail if you like. I think it's well. I think it's funny, or and honestly, to me at least, very unexpected to see it be so plainly obvious that Armin has feelings for Annie here. Because <laughs> like, there's no way. Like after this scene, especially, there's no way anyone can say no. Armin does not have feelings for Annie. Mm-hmm. That's impossible to I, say at this yeah. point. It's so obvious. Totally. And I think it's honestly it's nice to see in a series like this that doesn't really do a lot of that kind of stuff. It's nice to see you know the rare occasional instance of it. Yeah, like you know the confession thing. I mean, I mean, you know, I was I kind of wanted I or I was wanting to see like him say you know the words I like you or something like that. But hmm. you know, I think. I think the way they went about it is pretty great too. I mean, yeah, the, you know, the fact he says, "I wanted to see you." Do you, and he's like, "Do you really not get it? Do I have to like spell it out for you?" Yeah. Or, and um, you after how much Hitch teased him. About right. <laughs> and uh. and I I really like that way of saying it. it. It's it's much it's much more interesting to read than just saying like you know I like you you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, mm. Right. So. What I like about this, besides that, you know, kind of confession, is that she doesn't get it. She yeah. doesn't get why he. <laughs> now, now, now. I guess there's a couple ways you can you can read it. You can read it as that she doesn't get it, and, you know, 
she doesn't get the romantic feelings whatsoever. And knowing Annie, yes, mm. um, because she kind of was the same way with uh, Bertolt, you know, who obviously had a thing for Annie. Yeah, but yeah, she that's was just blat- blatantly like disregarded, like she didn't <laughs> didn't go through her thick skull. Yeah. But another way you could take it is maybe she doesn't see herself as someone who anybody would like. You know, I think that's even, I think that's it. Yeah, because even even back in, you know when Bertolt was saying that stuff, you know she was saying like, oh, I'm sure there's like prettier girls that could do it, or I I I probably wouldn't be able to do it. You know, she I don't I think mm-hmm. she has a lot of like self doubt or like lack of oh, self confidence at absolutely. least in her looks and maybe mm-hmm. even her personality or I probably her personality yeah. as well. Um, I think so, absolutely. So she I think she this is like a moment where it's like, why would you even? want to see me you know why would you want to talk to me so anyway just it's it's interesting yeah yeah because she hasn't gotten a lot of like reason to be confident in herself other than like 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 her father i mean she's close to her father or her adoptive father i suppose you know obviously Mm -hmm. she's close to him but other than him there isn't really any other people i think who have shown love to Annie, you know, in her life. Mm-hmm. It's only really that mm-hmm. one person. And that's why she's been so, or up, to, up until recently, she was so determined to save his life. But now when he is presumably dead, I think she's at a loss. I agree. And so I think that's why she just finds it shocking that someone would, you know, have these feelings for her. Absolutely, But yeah. it kind of changes because cause so they have that moment, that almost kind of like an awkward silence. But mm. then she's like, what are we doing right now? People are dying. We're having like this precious yeah. bonding moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, so it, it's kind of like, okay, you see, I was like, okay, you get your, mo- you get your Annie <laughs> arm and shipping, but not, let, let's be real. Like yeah. there's some serious stuff going down for sure. But then again, like she does bring up the, she does bring up again that, you know, she thinks he's a good person. That's why he would, talk to her so maybe so maybe there is a continuation there but the way she says it it just seems like it's like how can how can she talk about or how can they talk about this kind of stuff when people are dying but anyway yeah yeah no i mean it definitely and it's it, it's it's again like i think i've mentioned this many of the recent chapters since annie got back like she's a realist uh more yeah. than pretty much any character in the story you know and so I think it makes perfect sense for her to kind of just snap back into a, to, to that state of mind where she's like, well, just actually in the present. True. And, well, and she, and yeah, you're right. And then, and then she kind of like, after she says that, oh, I totally missed it. Didn't miss this, but I forgot about this. And for this panel, like she's kind of just has this epiphany. She's like, oh, now I get it. Mm. So, okay. So that, I guess that makes sense. Why kind of that, that, why the conversation flowed that way. Right. But yeah, it's still, it's still... As I said before, it's nice to get that call back to, you know, Annie calling Armin a good person. And it's also yeah. interesting, I think, to see his reaction to that, not feeling comfortable being called that uh, because of what he has done. Because, I mean, he is he is pretty much just as bad as Annie when it comes to, you know, having done bad things, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is maybe even worse. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they both, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They both killed a lot of people. So I agree. I don't think it really... It really matters who's you know the worst person or whatever. Yeah. But it, yeah. but I do I really like this boldness right here, where uh-huh. she you know there's that <laughs> where she kind of tries to call him out like oh because because you're a good person right, uh-huh. you know and then she tries to get up and he's like Shush! 
sit yeah. down. <laughs> Right. Or, or sit down. Or not maybe not that intense, but you know, sit down. But st- yeah. <laughs> Dude, totally. Dude, Armin, go for it, man. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's also it's funny too. Well, cuz even like earlier in the scene when when it's more cute, I guess. Armin is saying all these obvious things and he's blushing and when he is, even Annie is blushing too. Yeah. Like, she, she's saying, I don't know what, what you mean, but I think she actually knows because she is blushing when he's talking about it. Like, when he's mm. talking like that, she mm-hmm. blushes. Like, her face says she understands what he means, but her words say the the, the opposite. I think she's just kind of, like, it, it is, as you said earlier, it's her bad confidence in herself mm-hmm. um, that that, you know, she doesn't dare admit that that she understands i guess almost like she doesn't feel like she deserves it yeah know? well yeah yeah that too i think for sure I, I think it goes hand in hand with a lot of the well a lot of the recent episodes or discussions we've had i've tried to mm-hmm. push for a thing about annie where she has this desire for like being well for, for being forgiven uh by the other characters or in various ways she's she is feeling a lot of guilt over the things that she's done and she wants to Mm -hmm. somehow get the people that she is working with or the people that are close to her to not think of her as that bad of a person that she maybe she sees herself as but i think it's like you know one of her dreams i guess in a way to to not be viewed as a horrible person maybe and maybe, and maybe she just can't, like, allow herself to accept that. I don't know, because if she was trying to show or, you know, have the, or, you know, fulfill that dream of her not being a horrible person, you think she would kind of latch on to what Armin was saying there instead of just be like, no, I don't get it. Yeah, no, but I, but I, I guess, think like, it's, it's like inner, also, inner, inner ter- turmoil going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I and I, I think she, she doesn't think of herself as a good person, but she wants, like, she desires others to think of her as a good person, like, and to forgive her. Because I think forgiveness has been a thing with her. Like, it's been hinted at least twice in the story. First, in the Marley arc, when we had the flashbacks to when they were kids, when they were talking about the man who hanged himself, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're speculating, like, why did he do that? Or, like, you know, why did he? And Annie's uh, speculation on that is maybe he wanted someone to forgive him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bertolt says... Uh, maybe he wanted someone to judge him. And I think Bertolt was mm-hmm. right in that instance. But just having Annie's speculation there being about forgiveness, I think is interesting because later on, and we've talked about this before, but in chapter 120, yeah. 120 I know. 127, we had that. I was, when I came to this chapter, I was ready for this. <laughs> yeah. We had the I joke like, on oh, the wagon. I was like, oh, Petter's going to go off again. Okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Keep, keep going. You, you keep going. Go yeah. for it. You you know what I'm about to say. So the, the 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 joke on the wagon when they're like right before the battle at at the harbor, uh-huh. and it's obviously it's played as a joke. Izayama plays it as a joke. Um, mm-hmm. When when Sean tells Reiner, I'm I'm still not able to forgive you, and then Annie's like, and how about me? And then just cuts away from that. It's super <laughs> funny. It's really really funny. Right. But it's also I think I mean Annie obviously that doesn't mean it as a joke. She's not joking when she asks that. She's legit. It's a legit question from her from her point, mm. right? So I, I do think that throughout Annie's story, that f- being forgiven and forgiveness in general has been a very important theme for her. 
And I think I think she I think Armin is like he's not saying I forgive you in this scene, but the things he says about himself and like they're talking, you know, about their both of their past sins. I think means that he does forgive her because he kind of he basically says that he has done at least as awful things himself um so even though he doesn't say the words i think he does forgive her and i think that's something that at least that i take away from this scene with with them in this chapter yeah um i i think uh you know that's definitely a way to interpret it I also, I also think that it's, and that's a nice way to say you're wrong. No, um, (laughs) no, no, I don't think you're wrong. I think you could be. It's fine if you do. (laughs) You could, no, well, I think you could be hitting the nail on the head. I just, Mm. I think with the forgiveness part, I see, I just see it more as she just sees herself as a, as a bad person that everyone else is a good person, or at least a lot of other people. Like, you know, she kind of looks up to Armin in, in some cases, like she repeatedly calls him a good person. Yeah. Um, you know, a good person like you can never like a bad person like me. And that's when Armin, mm. not snaps, but he he kind of gets a little serious. Like, I was going to say this earlier is you have that blushing section where, you know, it's kind of a cute moment. Then yeah. it gets a little more serious and, you know, a little deeper. And he asks her to sit down, but he, he says, I don't like you when you call me that because I'm not a good person. Or at least mm. not a good person the way you interpret it and so I, I see it more as not necessarily her or him forgiving her but basically he's t- telling her look this ideal good person that you see in me is not there like we all have uh, parts of our lives that we regret or things that we've done that don't make us this ideal good person right um so i think you i think you can start to um maybe and he doesn't say this, but maybe he's trying to tell her, forgive yourself. Yes. I mean, absolutely. I think that I think that's what Annie needs to do. And that's what she is so far unable to do. But yeah, I agree. She definitely mm-hmm. needs to f- be able to forgive herself. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I would love for that to... I, w- I would love for her to be able to do that before the end of the story. Uh, I think that would be a beautiful and really probably pretty impactful moment if she was finally Mm -hmm. able to get over that and and forgive herself yeah right yeah get over her you know self-doubt and forgive herself. yeah all of that yeah for for sure obviously it's a hard thing to do but it would be nice to see it oh yeah of course and it is and it will continue to take time but this Mm. this moment is very important for for both of them i think um yeah so we've been mostly talking about annie but i think this is a where we see Armin. I don't know. I'm not saying like he's, you know, becoming like the leader. Or I'm not. I'm not saying that whatsoever. <laughs> what I what I what I am saying is, I think he's t- taking more uh, more re- responsibility um, for his choices, but also um, just showing that he that he's he is thinking about this situation, you know, what is he going to do? How is he going to somehow confront Aaron? And obviously the solution is not given here, but Mm. you know, he's, he's been thinking about that promise that he made with Aaron. And maybe that's part of the reason why Aaron has become the way he has. And at least that's what I think he's 
believing. A- anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So one, one thing I want to bring up that, again, and this is another thing where if you think it's wrong, please tell me. Uh-huh. What if the view of Aaron as a child and all that is not so much exactly what Aaron is you know, think I mean, yes, he is thinking that, but it's not so much Aaron's point of view, but more of Armin's point of view of the situation. Mm-hmm. So because he is remembering that time when they were a child, and so he's kind of envisioning Aaron's mindset as if he was still a child, perhaps. Um, right. I feel like you've kind of been sort of saying that throughout this discussion. Okay. Although not okay. as as straight, I guess, as you just did. Okay. But yeah, that, that that definitely is not the way I interpreted it, but I do think it's an interesting way to interpret it. I think... I don't think I agree with you, but I definitely don't think it's a no, bad... No. I definitely don't think it's a bad way to, to interpret right. it. Right. And I... Well, I don't even know if I agree with it myself. I, Like mm-hmm. I said, I think... Like, well, like what we mentioned with the the past realm part, you know, huh. it, there's different ways that, that that can be interpreted. Well, I guess I just lastly, this, this, well, not lastly, I have two other thoughts, but uh-huh. the bird. Yes. Um, so it is disturbing to me <laughs> that the spur just kind of perches there and Armin and the bird kind of stare at each other. Yes. <laughs> and then, the ne- and then it, when Armin just look and he, you know, he's still staring at it and then it cuts to Aaron's head. Yep. Now, I don't know if that is just symbolism or is it implying that the birds and Aaron have some sort of connection that we just don't understand yet. Dude, there's I, totally, there's totally uh, a connection between Aaron and the birds. I mean, that if. <laughs> More so than anything we've seen with the birds before, this is the biggest sign that there uh-huh. is some sort of connection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, like about the bird? Yeah, I, def- I definitely think there's a connection. Like, on, like ever since the previous chapter, I've been pretty sure there's something. Like, somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow through paths, Aaron can see through the eyes of birds. Maybe maybe it's not just the birds. Maybe it's all animals. But maybe he chooses birds because he views birds as you know the the free the the ones who are the most free. Free, um, right? Like potentially something like that. I don't know. But I think, but but then again, as I said before as well, I think it's also possible that it's Emir. Maybe Emir is the one who's uh, watching over mm. the world through the birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think either could be a possibility. Maybe both. Maybe both. Um, I mean, because they both. I mean, Aaron. Aaron's titans, obviously, all three of them came from Ymir. So I guess they kind of, in that regard, have a shared memory in a way. Mm-hmm. So if Ymir sees through the birds, then maybe so does Aaron, potentially. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously very hard to say at this point, but there's something there. There's, There's got to be. It can't just be mere... Maybe it is, but it just can't be mere like, well, birds are free... And they fly up high in the sky, <laughs> and you know they get to see everything that we dreamed of. So, yeah, that's just that's just that. Right? No, it could I, be I agree. That, but <laughs> no. I there's there's too many there's too many instances that it can't it can't just mean that. But maybe, yeah, but maybe it does. 
No, no, um, I, I like I definitely don't think it's only symbolism. I think there's definitely mm-hmm. significance to it, uh, and yeah. I'm very excited to see exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> my my last thought is about what what Armin says here. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you know, Annie asks or Annie says, "Well, it wasn't the world you dreamed of, huh?" And he's like, "No, it wasn't. It was completely different." Mm. But I still want to believe that there's still a world we don't know about yet out there past the walls. Mm. This could be taken I I think I I am 90% sure, maybe even 95% sure. This is supposed to be taken as you know, kind of symbolic, metaphorical. Yeah, I think that so. The walls are the mental or, you know, the society walls or the humanity walls, whatever you want to call them, and mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, physical walls. Right, yeah, just any any hindrance that might be right, for, any hindrance for people. Right, to, to your freedom, right, to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that there could still possibly be a future where, you know, hum- humanity exists beyond these walls. Um, mm. and you know, does that imply stopping Aaron or does that imply helping Aaron? Because technically Aaron is trying to make that future. I mean, I, I think, uh, they, I think yeah. they'll try to stop him. I'm not, I don't think, I don't think they'll join him, but, um, <laughs> hey, I mean, it could happen. Um, but the other 5% or 10%, whatever I said, the other 5% uh-huh. is this crazy idea. And what if. The world as we know it is really not the whole world that we understand. Like, just like how Parody Island, Mm. how we thought that humanity was only there, but in reality, humanity was outside the walls. Uh. What if there is still another wall of sorts outside of that? Mm. And not not necessarily like a physical wall, but what if, and this is really like far-fetched kind of stuff. (laughs) All right. What if... What if, like, this is actually kind of a um, assimilation or um, some sort of, like, technological barrier or, or a dome, if you will, that keeps humanity inside? And there's actually something outside of that dome. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, that, now, that, I think that would take the direction of Attack on Titan into places that a lot of readers would be uncomfortable with and probably... Oh my um, god! People not may like may may not like, especially when we're supposed to be ending this pretty soon. Yeah. However, <laughs> I still think back to what Ymir is and how she's still watching somehow, mm-hmm. and whether she's some sort of deity, deity or ghost. I I don't know. Like, but you know what? If, what if there's yeah. more to her that we don't quite understand? But what you know? And I. Going back to my other crazy theory where they tried to go to the point of the Paths realm and they take that out um, with with the, the rumbling somehow. I I don't know. There there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of crazy theories like that I can think of. Uh, none of them will come true. But <laughs> who knows? Um, there's always Maybe. that like one grain of sand that gets through the crazy theory that turns out to be yeah, true dude. I mean, sometimes. I've seen some very crazy theories that no one believed would be true, but then they somehow came true. 
Hey, I remember I remember when you said, oh, hey, what if the Titans are just swimming across the ocean? <laughs> Wouldn't you see it? They actually did. <laughs> so. I mean, in hindsight, it, you know, it, it kind of was like, well, maybe that, that was probably the only way. But, <laughs> but at, I guess at the time, it was pretty far-fetched. At the time, um, we, we just saw it as a joke, kind of. We just laughed right, at it. Yeah, we, yeah, it's true. It's true. So I, I thought that but was, anyways, like, it's funny in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight, it is pretty funny. But that that is just something that got my mind going. But like I said, this is, you know, 95, maybe more percent, just metaphorically speaking. um, Right. You know, freedom beyond the walls that humanity has put up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to get over those walls to to the freedom that Armin... Um, and Aaron believe in, I guess, well, right. I guess just Armin in this case, I suppose. But, um, I'm excited to find out how it, how, cause totally, this is good. It's good stuff. It's amazing stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, that, that is the big question, isn't it? How, how are they going to end this? Right. Like if it doesn't end Aaron's way, then how is it going to end? Because I mean, Aaron's way is right. very like, you know, there is we the, we can see a solution there even though it's an awful solution it is a solution mm-hmm. um and if it doesn't go his way if the alliance somehow manages to stop him then how is that going to lead to a solution that's the question mm-hmm. <laughs> i yeah. yeah i don't know um i think either way this is going to end in tragedy and i know i've said this multiple mm. times but i cannot see this being especially you know, a, a, a we all hold hands and everyone is happy and not dead. Like yeah. after this chapter, there is no way that Aaron cannot be punished in some way for his crimes if they stop him. You know. Yeah. And then if they don't stop him, I mean, I guess he'll live, maybe. But that maybe maybe the Eldians will do something about him. I. I don't know. Like it almost to me, it seems like no matter what they do, unless there is something that happens that we can't even predict, mm. Aaron is going to die. Right. Um, and it, either by the hands of the alliance or maybe the Eldian people will try to will try to kill him. I I don't know. Like to <laughs> yeah. me, it doesn't seem he's going to end peacefully. Um. But rather tragically, and I don't see Aaron yes. making it at the end. I I agree one hundred percent. Which uh, which really conflicts with what we've seen in the final panel. Yeah, actually, let's talk about the final panel. I I think sure. I, like I, I would say ninety nine percent of the manga readers who are this into <laughs> the manga have seen that uh-huh. panel. So let's talk about it. Okay. I know we haven't openly talked about it on this podcast before, but. Who sure. who gives a shit? Every, every I'm I'm sure like pretty much everyone yeah. have seen it. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Some speculations are that is Aaron holding uh, the baby, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't or think a, that a, a baby. Or you know. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, I definitely don't think that has to be it. No, I don't think it has to um, be. That. I've heard I've had I've heard a lot of speculations saying it might be Zeke. I don't think that's out of the question. No. My big speculation, though, personally, is that it might be Grisha holding Aaron. It's just a yeah. flashback panel. Yeah. I think 
ever since we saw Grisha in that, uh, I think it was last chapter. Was it last chapter? Or was uh, it yeah, we, we did ago? see Grisha last chapter, yeah. Yeah. He's wearing, it looks like he's wearing the same clothing as the guy in the final panel. Right. And that, in the final panel, the guy is, you know, obviously holding the baby and says, Omae wa ju. Or ju. Whichever the correct one. I think ju is gun, so ju. Okay, okay. Ju, <laughs> um, which is freedom. Right. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You are free. So you're free. Mm. I it, it fits the narrative better if it's Grisha holding Aaron as a baby and telling him that he's free. Mm. Um, that once you're born into this world, you are meant to be free. Or like that you are free. Yeah. Um, it could also be Grisha saying this because he's seen the memories already seen the memories uh, that his son was supposed to give to him, you know? Maybe. And maybe yeah. he's telling him that he's free when he's a child mm. um, just for reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but I don't know. It, it's it's really hard to say. I, I guess this goes back to the crazy theory of like it all being assimilation of some sort <laughs> oh dear god <laughs> but but what if like grisha's dad holds aaron as a baby i don't know i don't know how that makes any sense maybe once Wait, you die you grisha's dad or not grisha's dad sorry aaron's dad grisha uh, sorry my thoughts are getting getting mixed up <laughs> okay, okay, okay um you know maybe maybe when you die you're you're put back into the assimilation I don't know. It does. It, it's, I, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Crazy theories. Crazy theories. I'm gonna choose to disregard that theory. Oh that, sure. Feel that specific free. theory. <laughs> it it, it makes it makes no sense in the <laughs> Attack on Titan continuum. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like, I'd, I'd much rather believe in your theory about Eren marching the Titans to a place where they can destroy paths. However, uh, at this point, that doesn't seem to be the case at all. No. either no. <laughs> so <laughs> i'm no. sorry james <laughs> well no i'm not i'm not asking you to believe it i'm i'm just yeah i i just put theories out there just for the sake of mm. you know pontification and trying to come to a truth right but yeah no no, no I, it I is mean, interesting it, it's 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 more like i'm throwing these ideas uh, on out on a wall and trying to see what sticks yeah, that makes sense. Totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I can do stuff like that sometimes too. I think you know. Actually, and here's a short anecdote about nothing related to this, but I'm gonna share it anyway. Uh-huh. I'm gonna make it short though. I think I got it from my dad, who has, who is like, he, he's told me many, many times, like when he's in meetings and stuff at work, he often mm-hmm. like when someone says something, like comes up with an idea, and everyone's like immediately like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Then even if my dad agrees with that idea, he he tries to pose like basically the opposite and like bring up that mm-hmm. idea just to make everyone else consider the opposite idea and just right. to see he plays devil's advocate yeah yeah pretty much yeah exactly just to make sure like everyone didn't just go for the first best option i guess mm-hmm. uh and i think totally. i i have a bit of a similar thing and i, I it seems you do too and i think honestly i, I enjoy that I, I like that kind of thing no well i think that yeah i think that <laughs> brings think up better good. discussion mm-hmm. uh-huh for sure, absolutely. Uh, I, I guess, kind of just to put a bow on my thoughts, I suppose, I personally mm. think that the or right now my thinking is 
this final panel is a memory of sorts. Right. Um, a flashback, if you will, of Grisha holding Aaron as a baby and telling him that he's free for yeah. whatever Actu- reason. Uh, yeah. And to follow up on that, actually, what I've been thinking, what could be, I guess, the last two panels of the whole story mm-hmm. uh, is two panels that mirror each other very closely. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. this panel that we have. And it's and I think, yeah, you and I both seem to think that it's Grisha holding Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. But but the panel right before that is from present day. And it's someone holding Historia's child. It might just be Historia herself uh, or, or someone else. Like, I guess, I mean, I, I can't be totally sure about that, but it's going to be her child and, I mean, probably Historia herself, but regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, or whoever holds the baby says, you are free. Because at that point in the story, the mm-hmm. the whole struggle is is done and over with. Right. And, and so it... It's it shows that that baby is free, and you know maybe even the Titan curse is gone, symbolizing even more so that this baby is free, and and it or the and, entire world is demolished right, by the yeah, rumbling. Maybe that's it. That that is it. I mean, regardless of who ends up winning this, that baby is going to be free, and then it's also going to like at the very last panel, like the like right side by side, I guess, with that mm-hmm. panel potentially. Maybe we're gonna have Grisha holding Aaron in the past, mm-hmm. saying the exact same thing. Just as like just mirroring that. So a couple things. One, I I agree that um, with that with that image of you know the Grisha being the last pa- pa- panel, but there's a mirror effect. Like that was definitely a thought I had as well. Uh. Um, you know, but again, I don't know exactly who that can be besides his story's child. Mm. Um, but the the other thing about that is, or just this panel itself, with the way the story is being told, how can we end on on a note like this? yeah like you know a positive note okay you know the world's entirely destroyed or the the hero that we all loved or at least i loved at the very least is dead (laughs) you know like i how i mean it's almost like a it's almost too bittersweet at this at this point but i i don't see i mean if this is still the final panel i don't see how it, it can be anything but bittersweet at this point yeah, and it's probably going to be more bitter than sweet. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yes. Wait, like, you know, we're, talk, we're talking um, 80, 90, 90%, you know, dark chocolate, you know, or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the percentage things are. Yeah. It's going to taste like dirt. Very, very, very dark. And, I mean, I can taste that dark chocolate already. Well, let's move on to predictions. Predictions and, um, and desires. I suppose mm-hmm. uh, they usually go hand in hand when we talk about them. So my prediction, and also it's something that I really, really, really just want ever since the previous chapter is, and I guess longer, but especially like since the previous chapter, we got Historia previous chapter, but I want more. Um, mm-hmm. I want more depth and focus on Historia's mindset and her uh, situation in general. And mm-hmm. it would be nice, I think, to see that next chapter. Is my like first and foremost wish for yeah. the next one. How about you? I think that going on what, at least touching on what you said, if we get more into Aaron's mindset again for whatever reason, I oh. mean, you know, it's Isayama, he can divulge <laughs> into that as much as he wants. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If we do, though, I think we could see 
another case of Historia, um, whether in pre- present day or maybe another flashback of Aaron's. Because mm-hmm. either way, I think there would be they would be commenting on what Aaron is doing. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever is with Historia, whether it be Zeke or some other party. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think we're gonna get that. I, I think we, we saw, not the, not the all the gruesome moments we're gonna see. There will be more, unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> depending on you. Um, but I think we, we've got to the point where we get the weight of it all. Like, you know, yeah. there, there won't be any. We won't have another chapter, or at least the next chapter won't be completely dedicated to showing you know Aaron trampling the world right so that's why I don't think we necessarily see Historia yet um, that's just my that's my opinion though not to say that she's connected with that but I think with his if Historia is going to be in the story I think Aaron's perspective needs to be there as well personally that's that's fair that's fair yeah because the way I I guess at least in my head, obviously Isayama has uh, proven me wrong countless times, but sure, or or, sure. or, or like done things that I didn't expect. Uh, but like the mm-hmm. way I'm like in my head right now is like the way I could imagine seeing Historia appearing is through flashbacks, like you know, mm-hmm. uh, during the years before and after she got pregnant, you know, sometime mm-hmm. around there. I think there, I think that's where the interesting stuff with her lies. Cause they, yeah, mm-hmm. we got a little bit in the previous chapter, but I think there's still plenty more to to understand about her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that that's what I want, and, and and yeah, it's more it's more so a desire than a prediction, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, yeah, I, I could see it happen next chapter, but I mean, I don't know exactly how likely it is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, well, I mean, in terms of desire, yeah, I would love, I yeah, I would love to see, I would love to see more <laughs> of uh, his story, and I think. I think last chapter I said I wanted to see Historia and Zeke come together yeah. eventually, but that's but that's less of a flashback and more of present day. But that would yeah, that would be present day. Mm. I'm just not sure we're if that's going to be the next chapter. But I mean, we thought that they'd be in Odiha next. At least I thought that they would be in Odiha next chapter. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you said that, but I did, and obviously right. they, <laughs> they're not there yet. Um, yeah. So my predictions, I don't know. I. I mean, we could say like, okay, here's more boat bonding time, you know, ships sailing, <laughs> ships sailings left, left and right. But I, I don't know. Uh, it it depends on how Sully wants to go. Maybe, maybe Floch will appear on the ship, and I keep saying that, but that just <laughs> it seems to me that's the most likely mm-hmm. um, outcome for, <clears throat> outcome for him, and maybe we'll get some confrontation between him and if and a few people there right so actually uh, about about flock i've also been saying similar to you how yeah he's gonna appear on the ship because he grabbed on but at this point i'm starting to feel like they've already been on the ship now for two whole chapters mm-hmm. and i'm starting to think that maybe he's gonna hide on the ship like assuming he is on the ship at all um mm-hmm. maybe he's going to hide on the ship throughout the entire boat ride to Odiha, and he's not going to show mm-hmm. himself until they reach Odiha. And that's where they're mm-hmm. going to have a confrontation with with Flock, at Odiha. I think that could be interesting, potentially. Totally, totally. I, I agree. And, it, it, you know, if he is on the ship, he is definitely hiding at this point. I mean, well, yeah, you know, yeah. they're not, you know, they're not welcoming him with open arms 
yet <laughs> yeah. or ever. I don't know. But uh-huh. yeah, he's he's waiting for some reason. Whether it's you know he doesn't think the timing's right. Maybe he's struggling to get up. I don't know. Right. But um, I think I think you make a good point that it could that confrontation could happen not necessarily out in the open sea, but in Odiha. Right. Um, and and I, that, that's something I only started thinking about like after I had read this chapter. Uh, because it was such yeah. a strong prediction from last month. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I think with the pace that it was going, um, uh, I mean, I, I think last month did slow down. Uh, that's te- true. Uh, intentionally slowed down the pace just a little bit. But oh yeah, that was oh my god, chapters, that was two months ago. Yeah, 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 two months ago. That's when we had that prediction. Yeah. That he would appear on the so, show. So, right, right, and so yeah, th- that that part was like really quick, um, uh-huh. when you know, they had that battle at the port. Uh, but then, you know, the chapter where Aaron starts the rumbling <laughs> yeah. much slower. Anyway, anyway, so like the pace has slowed down. Um, so I, I can see it taking place, that confrontation taking place more so in, in Odiha now. So, yeah, I, I, right. I agree with that. Oh, shoot. I had I had a thought. Uh-huh. Um, at, do you have any more predictions while I try to think of my thought? Uh, I, I have um, one other thing, yeah. If it gives you some time to thought to, to think, I'll I'll share it. Yeah, sorry, I I had it on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> All right, so um, and this is something I kind of mentioned previously, also as a as a prediction that could could come to happen is seeing as we never actually saw what happened to Annie's father and and like and the others. Oh, uh, you know, dang it, that, that was what, you, what I was gonna that's... say. <laughs> okay, keep keep going. Keep going. Well, going. It's probably just going to be the same thing as you were going to say, but yeah, yeah like, probably. like Keep basically. Going. So I guess when I did predict seeing the rumbling from the perspective of the victims, uh, mm-hmm. that's like those are the people were the people I kind of envisioned. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we we didn't get to see them this chapter. We get to see it through Ramsey and and Halil, but um, mm-hmm. we did still get to see the you know from from the street view kind of. Um, but yeah, like those characters, we haven't seen them since like since there was you know they they confronted the guards in the internment mm-hmm. zone and there was some some conflict there like but we haven't actually seen them die or them anything with the titans so I think it's very possible that the Eldians there who did receive the message and they were freaking out I think they were able to somehow escape I think they were able to run away early seeing as they got the, the message very early and maybe mm-hmm. they are currently safe obviously the titans will you know potentially catch up maybe but i think right. i think they might still be uh alive um you know the the parents to yeah. the marley characters here i i share that same belief i think that if i mean unless he surprised us next chapter which he could but if they <laughs> yeah. were if they were to die it, I, I i believe it would have been this chapter, it would have been from their perspective. This chapter, instead of right. refugees, um, but obviously, like you said, they knew that it was coming, right? And there is a potential that they were able to escape, um, or you know, somehow during the conflict conflict with the guards, they were able to escape somehow. Yeah. Um. So wh- where they are, whether it be just further away from where the Titans are currently. Or maybe in Odiha somehow. Maybe, <laughs> although that's a. I think that's very far away from Liberia. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. They would. So. They would have. Well, I. I think so. They would have to have taken. Some sort of transportation somehow. 
Um, right. If if they are there when they get there. It, it, it w- if they are there, correct. Right. So anyway, right now they are safe, and whether they remain safe um, <laughs> until the end, it, it we don't we don't know that. I I think mm. I think to make things juicy, we're gonna get. I I, I really think that we're gonna see the lions somehow meet up with with these like you know Reiner, uh, Reiner's family and and Annie's Annie's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that means they're going to survive or not. Just saying that mm. I think it'd be interesting to have that like moment where, oh, they're about to be crushed. Uh, <laughs> right. And I mean, maybe. Not, and, whether or not they, and whether or not they get crushed you know, it remains <laughs> to be seen. But, you know, maybe uh. maybe Reiner and Annie are like around to see them get crushed, which is ooh, terrible. That Oh, I like that. <laughs> probably good storytelling. <laughs> probably. So, uh, well, anyway. So I, I, I do have to bring up one counterpoint to this, though. Like, while, sure. yes, I do probably believe that they're still alive, like, at least, like, I'm leaning toward that. Uh, another part of me is, like, they could very easily have died off screen uh, because we have, like, previously in the story, we've, we have already had... Uh, bigger characters than Karina Brown and Annie's dad die off screen. Emir being the one on my mind right now. Maybe there's more, but you know, Emir died off screen. Yeah, I guess. But but she had like moments. Like I I felt I felt like her death. I w- I was really surprised when people were kind of confused about her death or you oh. know unsatisfied or something like that. Because I, I remember people be like, no wait. I, where I remember people reading or the the manga and being like, I I don't understand. Like, how, wait, is she dead or alive? Like, I don't get it. And to oh, me, really? it was crystal clear. It's like, well, clearly yeah, yeah. she got eaten. She's dead. Like, right. someone someone else has her Titan power. Like, <laughs> exactly. Do, or like, or like when when they when they started the Marley arc and they you see the the Jaws Titan, then people are like, oh, okay, yep, she's dead. But right. it was obvious that they, they were gonna do that to begin with. How? Whatever. Yeah, I I agree with you one hundred percent. So I I feel like the the build like she had like build up though. Right. Um, oh yeah, she like did. that she like did. that letter like that letter that she sent to mm. um, Historia at the very end yeah. was you know I think we a perfect way or I mean was a great way to mm. um you know say goodbye to her. Right. Um. And, yeah, and, I mean I agree. I agree. And completely. I don't think we've had, and what I'm trying to say is, I don't think we've had that moment. Um, not necessarily we need that, but I think it would be nice to mm. see that moment where <laughs> if they're going to die, yeah. there's some sort of um, goodbye. Um, or at least we get, we we see their final moments or, or something. I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do absolutely. Like, and like, I do mostly agree with you. However, I don't think it's a hundred percent necessary. Like, I would be fine with yeah. them actually being dead by now. Like, really? Because because mm-hmm. they aren't that major of, of like uh, characters. No, no, they're not. Uh, they're not. You know, like I mean, Armin's uh, granddad, I think, was his guardian. Mm-hmm. Well, we've hardly ever seen him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he he was around. In the very beginning of the story, but then he died in like uh d- during like the right they the, they sent them off to control the population or whatever. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He was forced out into mm-hmm. to fight the Titans, mm-hmm. and you know, like so, you know, we've already had those like types of guardian characters or like 
father parents characters i guess um mm-hmm. die without seeing it so i i wouldn't uh i don't know we'll see how it how it yeah. goes you wouldn't be surprised if you didn't if you if you didn't see it yes i'm saying i i think i would be um not not mm. that i would i would be like oh how dare he not talk about them but just i i feel <laughs> like the way they're they're building up building it up um it almost feels like that they're going to have at least one more moment, whether uh, alive or dead. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just me. <laughs> no, no, I think it's yeah. Uh, it it could go either way, but yes, I mean I agree mostly with with uh, mm-hmm. your point of view as well. Yeah, I- I'm gonna say if it's not anything on parody next chapter, and if it's not anything, I mean honestly, I think I think they're done. I think it's done with the rumbling at least as the focus. Um, so if it's not anything in parody next chapter, then it's going to probably be them reaching Odiha next chapter. I think that's, I think that's very likely. So I think this is my favorite chapter in a while. I, I liked it even more so than the previous one that, that one had some good points to it, but it was stuff that we already knew, uh, for the most part, it was already alluded to, um, but there wasn't as much depth to it. I mean, I, I like the part with Zeke and Aaron and historian Aaron, you know, that, that was good, but it still, it wasn't as deep as this chapter or as impactful. This one had a lot of emotion and, and impact. And I liked that. And, and I liked the kind of theories that are brought up. Um, so in, in that regard, I think this chapter is better than the last one. And this is probably one of my favorite chapters so far, um, especially in the, in the past chapters that we've done. I'm also gonna say it's 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 definitely one of my favorite chapters in like the among the recent ones. I, I'd say it's it's my favorite one since 127, which was the the campfire chapter. I still like that one more, but since that one, this is my favorite. Great, great month, and I can't wait for next month. Very well. Thank you everyone for listening to yet another episode of Titan Tea Time, and we will talk about chapter 120. Two, no, not 22. We've already done that one. <laughs> 132. Chapter <laughs> 132 next month. And we'll see you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.